Thank you so much for visiting us online today. We believe God wants to speak to you through the following message. If you would like to connect with us or send us your prayer request, visit us at kingsgatehobs.com. Let's go to Acts 14.22. Acts 14.22. This talks about where Paul and Barnabas, they were in uh, Lystra, Iconium, and Antioch of Pisidia, where they strengthened the believers. Man, do you ever need strengthening sometimes as a believer? <laughs> you do. I do. We do. They do. They encourage them to continue in the faith. Continue in the faith. Let me tell you guys something. Do not let life pull the plug on your faith just because something didn't go the way you thought it should. You know how we are as humans. We're very willful. We think that certain things should go a certain way. And since childhood, when you're old enough to be cognizant and have a will, you have an opinion about how things should go, don't you? I talk about my niece a lot because we don't have children yet. And my niece is one of the joys and loves of my life, Camila, John and Valeria's daughter. But she's a beauty. She's fun. She's great. We have a lot of fun. She loves our dogs. We just have all kinds of fun with her. She loves me and her Aunt Jen, but probably her aunt, she likes her Aunt Jen a lot more than me, I think. But that's just okay. That's life. Jen's pretty cool. But she's very willful. And that's not a bad thing. She knows what she wants. John came to see me today. And Camila, it's warm. Y'all... Today was warm, right? She was wearing her cute little jacket when they showed up. So I came outside to greet them, and she says, I don't, I don't even want to quote her because I'll mess it up, but she has these phrases she uses, but she says, no, I want to wear my jacket. And John's like, are you sure? Let's take it off. It's hot. No, I want to wear my jacket. She knew what she wanted. She wanted to wear her jacket. And I even tried. I thought, I'm the cool uncle. I'm all, Mika, come here. Let's take off your jacket. No, I don't want it. Or I don't know what she said, right? No, I, I want to wear my jacket. Okay, come on. I was like, going to get dog hair on it. She doesn't care about that. She decided, I'm going to wear my jacket. So she came in the house with her jacket. She had her opinions of what she wanted to do. Then we got the, she walks in, and I guess she was expecting to see Aunt Jen, and John goes, she's at the beach, or something like that. And then she goes, what? No. And she got sad for a minute, you know. Why? It wasn't like she planned. When she shows up to the house, she imagines I'm probably a distant third, right? But she imagines Jen and the dogs and me. The other day, um, Jen took her to our investment property and uh, showed up. It's our old house. So Camila, in her mind, she's like, this is their house too. I don't, who knows what was going through her mind, but she goes, where's Matt? I'm still trying to get her to say Uncle Matt, right? I'm not just Matt, girlfriend. It's Uncle Matt. But she just, she, she didn't like that word, I guess. She says what she says. And then she goes, where's the dogs? And Jen's like, baby, Matt and the dogs are at, at our house. We don't live here anymore. And then so Jen heard her wander off. And she could hear Camila talking. I don't know if Camila was doing telepathy or calling us in the spirit. But she starts talking and goes, she goes, uh, hey, hey, Gentry, we're coming home and I'm bringing Play-Doh. You know, so she's communicating in the spirit with the dogs. To let them know I'm, I'm coming. I'm coming. We're going to come to the house and I'm bringing Play-Doh with me. But it's interesting. The two experiences with both of our our homes, our houses, where she had a preconceived notion of what it should be. And you have that at times. Sometimes it's faith. Sometimes it's our will. Sometimes it's just our will where we say, man, no, this is how this is how. And God has other plans. I need to remind you tonight. 
as I encourage you to continue in the faith. We may be f- here for a minute, by the way. Romans 8.28 says, you know what, let's do it, Micah. Whatever version you think, I trust you, but go ahead and do New Living Translation. <laughs> so, don't laugh, you'll just <laughs> encourage me. Okay, so, and we know that God causes everything. Someone say everything. Just some things. No, we got to have the whole verse, though. We know that God causes everything to work together for the good of those who love God and are called according to his purpose for them. I think that's one of the cleanest, sharpest translations of that verse. I love it. There's a a series on TV, and I can't even recommend it. They mix Christianity and foolishness and mysticism, and they, they have some pretty decent actors on the show, but it's called, what is it, Manifest? And it's Flight 828. Romans 8.28, get it, right? But they quote that a lot because the mom who died from cancer in the show while the people were lost for five years on this flight, I hope I'm not encouraging you to watch it. It's not that great. But it's clean. So (laughs) they quote this a lot. All things work together for good. All things work together for good. We were on flight 8.28, you know, Romans 8.28. All things work together for good. But I noticed they never used, they never quote the rest of the verse all things don't work together for good for everybody they don't this verse proves it we know that God causes everything to work together for good of those who love God and are called according to his purpose for them that verse does not say God causes everything to work together for everyone who does whatever they want all the time I've seen people who refuse to serve God they're in and out and then they make they say things like this well you know and they're not serving God at the time when they say it and they go you know God what are you doing I'm sure God's in heaven going, I don't, what, what are you doing? You're not even serving me right now. I'm, you're not even letting me work in your life. So we know that God causes everything to work together for the good of those who love God and are called according to his purpose for them. Let me encourage you in something else tonight. I know you wouldn't have just wandered in here recklessly on a Wednesday night. It's not an accident that you're here. You must want something from God to be here on a Wednesday night. You're not here because you love me. I pray you love me. That's great because I love you back. But... You're not here by accident on a Wednesday night. You must want God's purpose. We know that God causes everything, someone say everything, to work together for the good of those who love God and are called according to his purpose for them. Let's read this verse all together out loud on the count of three. One, two, three. And we know that God causes everything to work together for the good of those who love God and are called according to his purpose for them. That is good news. Man, that's one of the greatest ways I can encourage you in your faith. Let's head back to Acts 14.22, please. Thank you, ma'am. Well done. They encourage them to continue in the faith. Why do some people stop believing? Isn't that, wait, time out. Isn't that a great song by Journey? Anyway, don't stop believing. What's your answer? Why do some people stop believing? Hurt. They get dis- impatient. Oh, you two, I'm going to line you up for the next two weeks to help me preach. I'm kidding. Right, what? I won't be here. No, no, I'm not going to do that. Yes, ma'am. They lose hope. Did you know without hope you can't have faith? Hope is a f- foundational thing for faith because it, with hope you say, ah, this can turn around. There's a chance. And then faith says, oh, this is going to turn around. But Sis says, 
they lost hope in a long trial. Okay. What else? Why do people lose faith? Anything else you want to add to that? Those are some pretty good answers. Yes, sir. And then I'll come to you in the house. That's a great answer. That's a very simple and clean and pure answer. They take their eyes off God. Uh-huh. Do you remember the Apostle Peter? Before he was an apostle. Now let's give credit where credit is due. The guy said, Lord, if that is you, you remember in the boat? He said, Lord, if that's you, call me and I'm going to come out to you. And he said, it's me. Come on. So he walked on water. How many people do you know that have walked on water? People go, well, he doubted. He started sinking. Yeah, but I've never walked on water, not even one step. Really. So he sunk, though, because he started to waver, didn't he? He took his eyes off Jesus. Scripture even says he started to look at the storm, the waves. We do that in life. Say, oh, man, but the waves. I know Jesus is here. He's promised. I believe in him. But, man, these waves are discouraging. They're getting bigger. They've taken their eyes off Jesus when they lose faith, lose hope. Yes, ma'am. Why do people lose faith? Ah. She says sometimes they lost someone that they were praying for healing for and they didn't receive it. Okay. They didn't receive an answer to prayer the way they imagined they should have. Those are good answers, very specific. Um, when, I lo- w- when we lost my mom to cancer in, um, in May of 2018, it shook me. It really did. It shook me. It shook us. Because you go, whoa, wow, I watched her. She lived a righteous life. She was faithful to dad. She did all these things right. But there's just some things you don't understand. You just don't. I wish she was still here. But I'll be honest with you, I'm glad mom's not here for COVID. I think that would have stressed her out. But once again, I still wish, man, she's in heaven. Praise God. And you know, it's tough when you've lost someone. I don't know why this doesn't comfort most people when they go, she's in a better place. I don't know why that doesn't bring comfort to most people. I don't know why. That never offended me. But I know of some folks who lost someone and they go, well, I know they're in a better place, but I want them here. It would be a better place here if they were here. And that's just, that's just part of life. Jesus, Jesus went to be alone when he lost his cousin, John the Baptist. Scripture says when Lazarus died, Jesus wept. Isn't that interesting? But Jesus was headed to go raise him from the dead, but he still wept. Who knows if he didn't know he was going to do that yet because he was in a man's body, right? He was God, but he was limited. He was confined to a human body. So who knows, who knows if he didn't know he was going to go raise him from the dead yet? I don't know. But he wept when Lazarus died. Very, very interesting. So you've got to continue in the faith. Someone say, I have decided to follow Jesus. Say this. Say, no turning back. No turning back. I, I didn't come up with that. That's a song. So I was going to keep going, though none go with me, right? Still, I will follow. But that's powerful. I've decided to follow Jesus. Now, it doesn't mean you shouldn't be an example in life, because I heard a song, I think it was the year 2000, that sounded so irresponsible. It said, don't look at me, look at Jesus. Well, I know what you mean, but people look at you. They watch you as a role model when you're serving God. But when it comes down to it, You've got to keep your eyes on Jesus, not on people. You really do. We've got to be examples, but when it, you just got to keep your eyes on Jesus because we fail as humans. We do. 
That's why forgiveness is so important. Let me add something else, man. Now that we're here, it's been a while since I've hung out on a verse like this on a Wednesday night. But look, they encourage them to continue in the faith. How about folks have lost their faith because they were walking in unforgiveness? Mm-hmm. Ma'am, do you want me to answer him? Okay. Yes, sir. I, I, God, what can you can you repeat that, Mika? God, I know this. I didn't hear all of that, but God can He can bend the laws of nature because He created it, and He can do whatever He wants. But here's here's something about God. This is interesting. God always follows the covenant that He has established. Okay. He always follows. So he makes up, he sets up a covenant to be able to deal with us, and it's a blood covenant, right? Even through Jesus. He set it up so he can relate to humankind. And he always goes by that covenant. He goes by the rules that he establishes for that relationship. Okay? So, do people ever walk in unforgiveness and lose their faith? They actually do, yes. <laughs> Sorry, Michal. You had a 50-50 chance, right? They do, they do walk in unforgiveness and lose their faith. That, that is a quick way. And see, Jesus knew. Jesus knew. He said, man, you're going to keep your eyes on me? You need, to, you, need, you need to walk in forgiveness. He talked about forgiveness so much, didn't he? Walking in love and forgiveness. And he lived it. He did something that to this day still rattles me to my core when I read it. Father, forgive them. They don't know what they're doing. What do you mean they don't know what they're doing? Lord, kill them all, right? No, but he said that because he knew he was God. And he said, they don't know what they're doing. Then not long after that, in the book of Acts, remember Stephen, the first official martyr that we know of? Or one of the first? Martyr is someone killed for their faith. They were stoning him and he said, Lord, don't lay this to their account. Don't hold them responsible for this. That's incredible. I don't know about you, man. If they're stoning me, I'd be like, God, judge them. I'm going to be in heaven, but deal with this bunch of vipers, right? I don't know. It's a powerful statement. Lord, forgive them. They don't know what they're doing. So my question for you tonight in your faith is, where are you in your forgiveness and love walk? Let's go to Luke 6. What was it, guys, last night? 28? Those in my Bible study. Six twenty-seven. Luke six twenty-seven. Yes, Luke six twenty-seven. And then we're gonna do verse twenty-eight. Look at what Jesus said. You have, and if you have a hard copy Bible, anybody remember hard copies? You have a hard copy Bible. Some of your Bibles have the red letter edition. Some don't. Red letters means Jesus is speaking. But look at what he says. But to you who are willing to listen, <laughs> that's powerful, I say, love your enemies. Do good to those who hate you. Mm. Bless those who curse you. Pray for those who hurt you. Can I throw something else in there? Sometimes it's a lot easier to forgive an enemy than it is to forgive someone who's close enough to hurt you all the time. I wonder how Jesus felt when Judas showed up and betrayed him with a kiss. These guys ate 
together. They slept next to each other. They camped out. They were in the mountains doing retreats. They were healing the sick. Scripture says that the Lord sent out 70 and his disciples were among them. Judas was out healing the sick. He was a man of God. But he had problems, didn't he? Who knows his motivation? Some have said, well, Judas didn't know that Jesus was actually going to be crucified. He thought that if he betrayed him, it would force Jesus to stand up for himself and bring a kingdom to earth already and just take over Israel. We don't know his motivation, except that Satan was part of it and Judas gave into it. But Jesus had to forgive him. You know what his question was? When Judas came, Jesus said, do you betray the Son of Man with a kiss? Nothing like calling somebody out right where they are. Even in love. But to say, hey, (laughs) what did you mean by this? Bless those who curse you. Pray for those who hurt you. I feel like there's some folks in here tonight that need to forgive. You are believers. It is part of your job as a believer. I'm not not going into the whole duty conversation. But it it is part of your life as a believer if you are a believer and you believe in Jesus, you must forgive so that God will always forgive you. You've got to keep a clear account with heaven. Confess your faults one to another so that you may be healed and forgiven. But man, you've got to forgive people. You've got to forgive or you will struggle physically, emotionally, spiritually, in every way. You'll, you'll struggle with illnesses even if you don't forgive. You need to forgive. Make sure you're forgiving. Let's go back to that verse. We stayed on that verse tonight. You know what, Mega? Let's do uh, Acts 14.22. This is where we'll start um, next week. Acts 14.22. It says, Where they strengthened the believers, they encouraged them to continue in the faith, reminding them that we must suffer many hardships to enter the kingdom of God. Other people lose faith. It's funny that that's in that context because they're reminding them, keep the faith because you're going to have to go through stuff. I don't know what it is about American Christians. say, man, we're giving up. We had to go through stuff. What? No. You're called to keep the faith through the trials. So let's pray tonight. Um, They're coming in at 7 p.m., the Spanish ministry. Uh, We went a while with good news tonight. It was good for me. It was good for you. It was good for us. And we got some word in as well. But let's pray tonight, and then we'll be heading out. Father, I thank you for your goodness. I thank you for your promises. I thank you that you're here with us tonight. If there's anyone in this house or on the live stream that says, man, you know what, Pastor Matt, I just need to accept Jesus and make him the Lord of my life. If you have never done that, you don't know where you're going to spend eternity. Every head bowed, every eye closed in this house. It's between you and God. But do you need to confess your sin to Jesus and make him the Lord of your life? You're not sure of where you're you're going to go one day when you die. Would you raise your hand? I'm going to pray with you. God bless you. All right. Let's pray together. This is for those on the live stream and those in the house. Say, Heavenly Father, I still believe. Please forgive me, Lord. Cleanse me in Jesus' name. Say, I still believe Jesus is the Son of God. He died and rose again for me. He is my Lord, and I confess His name without any shame. Father, I thank You for Your forgiveness. I thank You that You're with me. And I thank you that you have saved me from hell, from my sin, from myself. In Jesus' name. With your heads bowed and your eyes closed, Father, I thank you for your goodness. I thank you for the word tonight. Your word. I'm just the messenger. Thank you for your word. 
I thank you for all the good news and the testimonies. We love bragging on you, God. We're going to make you famous. We're going to make you famous. We're going to proclaim the name of Jesus so everybody knows about it. We're going to proclaim the name of Jesus so people get tired of hearing it. In love, though, not hatefully, not obnoxiously, but God, we're going to tell people, hey, yeah, but have you heard about Jesus? Did you know he changed my life? Lord God, we're going to confess your name. We're going to promote you. And we're going to give you honor by our lifestyles. I thank you for everyone in this house. I thank you that your word has fallen on good ground. I thank you, Lord, that your hand of grace and mercy, power, and favor, and protection is over us. Show us your divine purpose. Speak to us even tonight. We give you glory and we praise you. In Jesus' name, somebody said, amen and amen. God is faithful. If anyone needs an envelope for tithe and offer.